Welcome to the Regents University London podcast. In each episode, we'll be inviting a Regents academic to talk about something of interest related to their field of study or exploring the Regents community. In this episode, Olaf Ubeen talks about his research into the work of lyricist Tim Rice. Hello, my name is Olaf Jubin. I'm Professor of Musical Theatre and Media Studies at Regent University London, and today I would like to talk a little bit about my current research. Uh, I am at the moment working on a book on lyricist Tim Rice. Uh, Tim Rice is probably best known for the lyrics for some of the most popular West End and uh, Broadway musicals of the last 40 years, and that includes Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita, Chess, uh, and a couple of Disney cartoon musicals which have made a very successful transfer to the stage, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Tim Rice is a very unusual subject for a book. Uh, there haven't been many books on lyricists to begin with, um, but Tim Rice also um, has ran the gamut from everything, from very early success. He had his first Broadway show when he was 25, 26, uh, to middle-aged failure. Some of his most interesting shows, Blondel and Chess, flopped very badly in the 1980s. And then later he came back with a vengeance. He later said that the Disney Corporation saved his life, at least his professional life, uh, when they asked him to contribute lyrics to Aladdin and the Lion King. And since then, um, he has become not only widely known, but also one of the few EGOT winners. For those who don't know what that is, he has this year completed uh, winning the four most prestigious entertainment awards in the United States. Uh, the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar and the Tony, all of that uh, over the course of a career that had its up and ups and downs uh, and also give a very unusual colour to lyric writing. Tim Rice is unusual in that he is not an American lyricist, but also that he wasn't trained in the style of lyric writing that you have with a lot of famous Broadway songwriters, from Irving Berlin to Cole Porter to Stephen Sondheim later on, and nowadays maybe Jason Robert Brown, um, Scott Whitman, and a couple of others. And so he is one of the key figures in the history of British musical theatre, which is another one of my key areas of research, and um, partly because it's astonishing that there have been about seven books written about his most famous collaborator, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, I thought it would be interesting to have a look at the man who provided the words for a lot of his shows, and also a man who, in spite of the fact that he doesn't like writing dialogue, uh, has won several awards for writing the libretto of a show. And so what I would want to do um, with my monograph is go through the career of Tim Rice, um, from the early beginnings up to the most recent developments and cover both his successes and his failures, partly because some of his successes are not quite as good uh, as some of his failures when it comes to lyric writing. So this will be a book about what constitutes a good theatre lyric, um, what are the common themes in Tim Rice's uh, shows and his songs. He has also written uh, standalone songs with Freddie Mercury. Uh, with Elton John, he has written the, the theme song for one of the James Bond films, 1983's Octopussy, that famously 
didn't have a title that anybody wanted to incorporate into a song. So the song is called All Time High, sung by Rita Coolidge, a uh, composition by John Berry. And so is there anything that links all of those various musicals, songs, uh, um, concept recordings? Tim Rice started very young in the business, uh, wanting to become a pop star or rock star. Uh, he said, I didn't really have much talent, but uh, I wanted to become a star. I wanted to become famous for all of the right ingredients. I wanted fame, fortune and all the girls. I thought a lot of other people weren't necessarily that talented. So why couldn't I make it? Well, he sort of moved sideways to start writing lyrics. And that turned out to be his forte. And uh, very quickly, with his writing partner, Andrew Lloyd Webber, they hit the jackpot in 1970 with a musical called Jesus Christ Superstar, which is interesting in that it already gives you what is unusual about Tim Rice and his writing. And that is that he has a very colloquial use of English, and he may have been the very first not to use colloquial English in musicals, but definitely the first to use colloquial English in a musical based on the Bible which was quite daring for that, that time. And uh, the result was a smash-selling uh, big selling double album. It's also unusual that Tim Rice, in his earlier works, preferred to have them first recorded and then presented to the public as a double album. And only afterwards, when there was enough interest by financiers, they would go to sort of adapt the shows to the stage. Um, his Disney musicals are also very interesting in that he has a slightly different approach to other lyricists for Disney. Um, his most famous predecessor is Howard Ashman, who wrote the lyrics for Little Mermaid, um, Beauty and the Beast, and um, most of the songs for Aladdin. And Howard Ashman never wrote above the head of his target audience families. But Tim Rice isn't above using words that not everybody, not every child might understand. Uh, in Aladdin, there's a wonderful line, next time going to use a nom de plume, which is certainly not a what um, a young thief on the streets of Agrabah would use, but also it's something that he says children might have to look up, but that's also part of the fun, to sort of extend the joy of watching a film by sort of looking up what certain things mean in the aftermath of that um, of that film experience. And so he has worked um, on both sides of the Atlantics, of the Atlantic very successfully, and uh, uh, he also um, still writes the occasional lyric. His last show flopped in the West End, it was called From Here to Eternity, which I would argue is actually quite an interesting musical. But it was a musical for adults at a time when most musicals are mainly for families, so it was quite unusual in that it tackled war, um, um, suicide, homosexuality, prostitution, um, there's quite a lot of daring themes in there, and it might also have suffered from one of the worst advertising campaigns in recent memory. Um, and so I think Tim Rice has a lot of interesting um, qualities that need to be discussed in more detail, partly because he has been around for nearly 50 years now, and because he has influenced a lot of other writers. And so I hope that I managed to explore the themes that are common to a lot of his shows, and to highlight where his qualities lie as a lyric writer and where occasionally he might fail and not deliver his best work. One of the themes that is already uh, clear in the first major hit he had, Jesus Christ Superstar, is 
um, the what I would call the pop star phenomenon. He very often chooses character as the leads that are admired by the masses as a pop or rock star, uh, and then also very often criticized uh, and demoted by the public. Uh, you have that with Jesus, who was at first hailed by the people of Jerusalem, and then they demand his crucifixion. His next show, Evita, per Evita about Eva Peron, is about another public figure that was both hailed and derided. Um, even the main characters in the musical Chess, about a world chess tournament, behave like rock stars. So there's a lot here that links back to his early wish to become a pop and rock star. Uh, he lately said that he still hasn't given up the hope of becoming a pop and rock star. I think that ship has sailed, but uh, he is now 74. Um, but he is doing very nicely. Uh, the Lion King has turned into the highest grossing live entertainment in the history of theatre with worldwide grosses of more than $6.5 billion. So clearly he's doing very nicely. And of course next year we're going to have a live-action remake of Aladdin with his songs, or at least one or two of them, including A Whole New World, and a live-action remake of The Lion King. Clearly there's an audience for Tim Rice, the lyricist, and hopefully there's an audience for the book as well. Thank you for listening to the Regents University London podcast. To find out more about the university, please visit regents.ac.uk.